ございます。Hello, it is the standard, the conversation, the blueprint, the CEO, Mercedes Money. And you are listening to Mangu Khan Salami podcast. So make sure you join and listen to it weekly. All right, this is Roberto. You are back with another Steambox podcast. Today, since it's February, we are in, I believe this is volume four of 2024 Manbukon Salami. We are with the Warriors from Central Falls. Warriors, please say what's up to the world. What's up? All right. I like the bass that you put in that, Riri. That's pretty, that's impressive. So we've had some conversations. Some of these conversations have really been interesting. I've been looking forward to today, to having Libby on from the Katie Brown Educational Program because there was something specific that I didn't want to ask Ian about last week. Ian was prepared. Ian had notes. Ian had data. I'm loving the idea of a conversation this week, but we've got to address something. One of my students, I won't name him, but one of my students, when we were talking about gender differences recently, had something interesting to say. I'm going to tell you about that in just a moment, but first I want to introduce Libby. Libby, hi. Welcome back to the show. This is not your first go-round. Happy to be back. We are happy to have you. This is different than last time, but is it is it where I'm going? Is it where I'm going right now in a congratulatory way? Is it okay for me to pursue this path or oh, should for I get sure. it really quickly? Okay, yeah. so so Libby is now engaged. So congratulations. Take care. Libby got engaged. Apparently, apparently the person, uh, the partner has been cool enough that Libby thought it was worthwhile. Uh, attempting to spend the rest of Libby's life with. So congratulations. How did that come about? Are you excited? What's going on? I'm super excited. Um, how did the engagement come about? Yeah. Oh, well, we went to New Orleans and it was a surprise trip that I didn't know about. Um, actually, fun fact, because I didn't know about it, I had pepper spray in my bag because he was like, no, don't worry about it. I'll pack your bags. Where are you going with this? This is not how engagements start. <laughs> well, you would think. But um, I was like, oh, cool, great, awesome. Like, I'll, you know, I'll pack up my bag. And he said, no, 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 I'll pack it up. And I was like, no, I got it. Don't worry. And I threw some other stuff in there um, when he wasn't looking because I figured there was no reason that I should let him pack my bag. And we got there, didn't know we were going to an airport. Weirdly, got through Boston TSA fine. They never flagged it, never stopped it. On the way back, I was so excited because I had just gotten engaged that I fully forgot it was in there. And they stopped me and they were like, man, you can't take this on a plane. And I was like, oh, my God, they think I'm gonna just they were gonna send you to guantanamo bay pretty well pretty close yeah they were pretty mad though okay um but that's just how surprised i was but it was great um it was in new orleans he got a caricature artist to draw him proposing snatched the ring out of his hand without waiting for him to say anything i got too excited you just took the ring i did I t- well he didn't say anything also he had planned everything down so meticulously he had like a binder for where we were going like he printed out all the menus. He had the whole moment planned. And then when it happened, he realized the thing he hadn't planned was what to say to me. So he kind of just opened up the ring and went, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and so now I'm engaged. Well, I, so the one, the one last thing, the one last detail I need to know about your wedding. I know a lot of people who do like Pam and Jim on the office. They did this, uh, they did this stupid dance that everybody does, right? Like they, they go for all these like things, right? People do these things to make their wedding different. So do any of you know how you want your wedding to be different? And if not, I'm wondering if Libby has a thing 
where hers is going to be different. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm judging you because I judged Pam and Jim's. I judge them for everything they do. But does anybody here have anything? Like, is anybody having a Star Wars wedding? You you have something planned? What what do you want to do that's going to be different for your wedding? So, I want to say it's different, but it's different from what I've seen. It's that I'm at least what well, that was like a an idea that my mom gave me that due to the amount of languages that I know and the amount of cultures that are actually I've seen, she wants me to incorporate more than one culture into my wedding. So like instead of it just being a Portuguese or a start Hispanic wedding, depending on who I'm marrying, she wants it to be like she and advise me to be like, oh, I can make it a little bit of Portuguese with like the food or something. Then the outline be maybe Indian or something like that and just have a wedding that incorporates who I am and who I want my family to be, not just tied down to one culture. Your wedding is going to celebrate diversity. Yeah, diversity. That's, that sounds beautiful. Anybody else know what they're going to do? What? Okay. What is your wedding with David? That's probably you're on course for next week. Uh, what is your wedding with David going to look like? She didn't even correct me with the uh, with David thing. You notice that she immediately was like, "Yeah, of course, with Why David." Okay. Um, people have done this before, but it's not too common. I don't want a white wedding dress. Mm. I've always wanted like a green, red, or slightly pink wedding dress, and all my other wedding guests could be wearing white instead. Oh, you gotta flip it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The the white in old old times represented purity. So you would need to have a pure audience. You would need to invite people who are pure. I have two people on my invite list. <laughs> All right, well, there, there you go. There you go. Um, how is yours, Libby? How is yours going to be different? Is it, is it, are they going to be wearing Star Wars masks? <laughs> you know, that might be more my thing than his. Um, but one thing is, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. I already can kind of sense it coming. But we're not cake people. Like we don't like I, I'm a I'm a savory person. I don't like a lot of sweet things. So we're not big on cake. We're not doing a wedding cake. But um, our first date, we went to an insomnia cookies. And so we're probably going to just get a ton of insomnia cookies. And that's going to be cookies. Or, yeah. Cookies. Yeah. Cookies. What you yeah. like that? That's great. You. I expected there to be more backlash to that one. That's not a popular one. A lot of people don't like cake. Yeah, I, mean, I, I love cake. cake. A lot. I, mean, I love cake. I'd have some chocolate cake. But you respect the diversity of it's people in the room who don't force it. Of like, that's great. You guys are fine. I just need one. <laughs> so I've seen stuff like this, but it's absolutely required that you have milk. You can't have cookies with no milk. And I've seen that before, too. I've seen absolute psychopaths. I have a, I, you guys wouldn't know this, but uh, I'm, I'm dating somebody. And the person that I'm dating is one of those psychopaths that would have cookies with water. Bro, what? I dip it in? A psychopath. Dip it in? Ab no, not dip okay. it. Not dip oh. it. Just an absolute, yeah. Yeah. You, everybody knows that with cookies, you need you need milk. No, not juice either. Juice might be. I go juice. I go juice. Sorry, I'm lactose. I go juice. Juice might be more psycho. Okay. That was discrimination. Okay. That was discrimination. Lactose intolerant, maybe. Okay. All right. I guess. Be a psychopath. I guess. I was going to say, we might have milk, but he's vegan, so it can't be real. Here. Well, can you have like Never multiple milks and then, or just have, you don't bring a cow. It's a wedding. You're going all out. All right. So, so here's something I wanted to get into. We got a, we had a really good conversation and it somehow got into gender differences a couple of weeks ago before Manvukon Salami. One of our students who is working right now is talking about the work atmosphere and how they noticed that the girls 
at her work atmosphere get paid less than the boys um, in her work environment. And I would think that at your level, which I would forgive me for thinking is beginner level, right, of the workforce, I would be thinking that it'd be a lot more even. But even at the beginner level, there's, a, there's gender disparities. That was wild to me to hear. We talked about we talked about the time of the month a little bit. We talked about menstruation. And the other thing that we got into quickly was when it, when that came up, one of my students who I won't name, but I'll say his name starts with K and rhymes with teeth. And, um, oh. <laughs> and, and this student said, well, I heard that like when you guys are going through that, like your skin, you, sh you shed your skin. <laughs> and I know a week later, he was like, I was just playing, but we, we looked, he was, he was dead ass. He also thinks that they take off their real nails. Like, just, just yeah, that was interesting. That was interesting, too. This is the same person that thought that uh, Cape Verde was in the Caribbeans. But I could see how I could see how the nails thing gets confused because they have there are removable nails. There's removable eyelashes and stuff. like. So I could see how some of those things. So can you clear the ear? Can you, can you help us about can you help us with gender differences in that our genders are not different where women shed like lizard people? And men don't. Yeah, I'm really happy to confirm that. Although I feel like I had been it on beforehand, I would have been down to just align with everybody here and trick half in the room. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Has any true. any of anybody here uh, without having a sunburn or anything? Have any of you shed or then lizard person stuff? I mean, your skin can make peels. So we can confirm. We can confirm that this is not necessarily uh, this is not accurate. What are some differences? when women are having that time of the month, what are some of the differences that we should know about and we should be aware of? How do we even navigate? Yeah, I think one of the big ones is, I remember when I was in middle school, I had a gym teacher who, you know, I told him that was happening and so I couldn't participate in something because I didn't have the right equipment. Um, and he looked at me full seriousness as like a 45 year old man and said, can't you just hold it? Well, and I was like, in fact, I cannot. So I guess I, you know, I like to think that most people came into the room knowing that, but that's a big one, that that's something that's just going to happen that you obviously can't just choose to stop or choose to hold or choose to put off for another day. Um, and I say that because like right now, there are a lot of people who don't have access to like the products that you need to move about the world. You don't have access to pads or tampons or things like that. And so they end up missing school because of that, which is really messed up. They end up missing work because of that, which is really messed up. If, it's a lot. It's a lot to think about. It's a lot to think about that we don't have that we don't have to deal with that that boys do not have to. We don't have to deal with some of those things. But then on the flip side of it, when we are dealing with when we're dealing with girls who are in the middle of that, here's something that I've noticed. I've noticed that a lot of the old timey TV shows before before people were like accepting the diversity like you're going to have at your wedding and stuff like that. A lot of TV shows made it a joke, right? So the so uh the woman's uh the woman's on her period and then the man is like, "Oh, you know, it's that time of the month and blah blah blah." Like anything she says, just dismiss it. She's being stupid or evil because she's on her period. We've all seen stuff like that. We've all heard stuff like that. Should we dismiss everything? First of all, are you evil when you're like, is evil in play when you're on your period? Personally, sometimes, but generally speaking, you know, categorically, no, because I think this is the other thing, too, is that I think that we act like hormone cycles are just something that women have, but everyone has one, right? Guys have one. It's just that 
guys usually have more of a daily hormone cycle than they do a monthly cycle, but guys have one. And then within that, like everybody, um, no matter what their gender is, no matter what their sex assigned at birth is, everybody has differences within that. Cause some people will be on their period and at, you know, emotionally speaking, you know, they don't have like a super high level of certain hormones. And so they act the same as normal. And then some people will really, you know, like have like PMDD or other conditions that make it really, really intense. And so some people experience like really extreme emotions. So no, because in the sense of like, if a guy has a hormonal cycle, I don't pick an hour of the day and discount everything men say. So it's important to not just discount everything that your partner or your mother or uh, any woman in your life is saying just because uh, just because that's something that they're going through. I think it's important to probably look for the validity, like where where are these feelings coming from, the things that they're saying, but also then maybe then maybe realize that maybe it's a little heightened because the chemistry is different at this time. I just want to I just I wanted to throw that out there because I had seen because of my old ass, because I'm from the 1900s. I've seen that so many times where people are like, oh, she's just on her period, right? Like, that doesn't mean that what she's saying is untrue, right? Like, if she's calling you a dickhead while she's on her period, that doesn't mean that you're not a dickhead just because she's on her period. So I, I just wanted to say, I just wanted to share that if we were gonna talk about periods, because it's easy for me as a man to just be dismissive but I don't think that we should probably take that easy route. I think there's probably other things that we should take into account. Um, as you know, I could talk about period all day long, but I want to hear Chloe's question. Uh, Chloe, what's your question? And then I'm going over to Isaac. Um, what is your opinion on double standards, not only in relationships, but also in parents? Ooh, I like that it's also in parenting. I feel like double standards are absolutely everywhere to the point where I don't even know which one I would start with. Um, but I think the double standards, my opinion on them is that I think that's one of the biggest things that creates relationship violence sometimes. And that's in either direction, right? Because I think that we have double standards when it comes to, you know, I think a big one that we see with women is like, you know, being expected to contribute more to housework, being expected to contribute more to childcare, things like that. Um, before all that stuff, I feel like there's a double standard where we're more likely sometimes to think, oh, all women lie about this, like all women are really over emotional, so we shouldn't listen to them. And then we have all these ones for guys too, where like, oh, I, I have so much room socially to cry, like I could cry as much as I want, but you're weird if you're crying right now, like I'm going to treat it in a different way if you're a guy and you're crying. So I feel like all of those, even the ones that seem really small, end up really contributing to um, just violent relationships, emotionally violent, physically violent, like all of it. Can you give can you give an example too of like some of the stuff you're experiencing? Um, uh, one double standard that I see in my parents a lot. So me, my siblings, my mom, my cousin, we all do house chores. Like we do the dishes, we take the laundry and trash out. But my dad is just there. There was this one night someone did the dishes and no one would say, "Oh, I did it. It was me." We were like, "I don't know. Maybe it was the dad." And my mom was like, your dad, really, the dishes? And I was like, has he never done the dishes before? Is it, is it that silly for your dad to have done the dishes? I've never seen him touch the dishes before. So king of the, he's king of the castle. Basically. Okay. And that does create a little bit of a double standard, right? Because he's like the man of the house. Have you guys heard this term, man of the house? Yeah. So he's the man of the house. So dishes, dishes are beneath him. 
what do you say to what do you say to if if we want to teach gender equity to this generation of students what do you say to somebody who's growing up in that kind of household with full respect to her dad who's her school who i'm sure has seen his own stuff and living his best life yeah i think you know i think we've all seen our parents do things that we would never want to replicate never want to do and i think that I treat it like any time that I saw my parents do something that I knew I didn't want in my relationship, I was just really careful to pay attention to it because I can't control them, right? And I can't control what they're doing and some of the things I think they're doing that are really unfair. But I think it was important for me to really like think about it because if I didn't think about it a lot, if I didn't like reflect on it, I could walk away and like having had similar experiences, I would have walked away and been like, oh, if I end up with a guy, then I don't have to, you know, he shouldn't be doing anything and he can, you know, walk all over me or maybe like, I should be in charge of everything. And actually, like when we talk about sometimes women not being paid as much, that's a big part of it is that women feel sometimes more responsible socially for what's going on at home. And so sometimes they miss out on job opportunities because that's considered their unpaid work. But not you. You are ready. You are ready to take opportunities in front of you, even if it defies the standards and traditions that you've seen growing up. I'm trying. Well, my Chloe, you are, um, you are a genius with steam, with science. That's a lot of the stuff that brought you and I together. And I can tell you that last year, 50 something percent of college graduates were girls. And in the workforce, incoming science jobs going to girls was about 20 it was in the low 20 percent so what i'm saying is there's a big difference and it's going to take somebody pushing past those boundaries isaiah what's your question for libby all right so before you married what was his name caleb before you married caleb i have have done he's engaged that's gonna be later this year so what was it like when you first met him oh what was it first thing you came out of that came out of your mind First thing that came out of my mind when I first met him. Um, that's such a cute question. I will. Uh, I, I wasn't like looking for a relationship at all. Like I, that wasn't important to me. I was kind of like bored with that kind of thing. But then I met him and I was like, oh, that makes so much sense why people want this. Like he's perfect. All right. Is it, that's is this Saturday? Corny, that's corny as hell. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Strike that from the record. He was fine. Whatever. Does anybody here have a partner who they can tell me what is like, because if we're talking about healthy relationships, we spend a lot of the month talking about red flags and toxicity in relationships. Can anybody tell me about their partner and what is amazing about their partner? I volunteer, Enzo. What? <laughs> yeah. No. No, no, I volunteer blowing. Uh, yeah, I volunteer blowing. Um. Wait, what's the question? Tell me something amazing about your partner that draws you to your partner. No bullshit. No bullshit. Oh, I didn't see. Wow, you can't think of anything. No, I can think of so many things that I can't tell you guys. Um, that's an excuse. No, no. I like how caring she is. She cares for a lot of people more than herself, which sometimes is a problem. It is a big problem, but it, it brings me both her. It's a problem. Do you, do you feel like she gives so much that she doesn't leave a lot left for herself? She gives so much that people can give back. Mm. Like, and I'm, I'm a victim of this. 
I got too much and I don't know how to repair. Hey, hey, hey. I mean, Add that to your wedding speech. <laughs> Riri says, <laughs> Riri says, I'm in debt. <laughs> yeah, I'm in debt. Are you talking about the same partner? Or are you talking about. No, we're in debt. We'll understand. Okay. Nah, I had a picture where she owed me money. I can't say that. Yeah. Is this okay? Can I can I ask a follow up to this? Are you comfortable with this? Nice and loud in your response, please. Um, do people ever take advantage of how giving you are? She say. She heard she. I think. I couldn't even. you. Okay, so you feel like they probably. You feel like. Do you feel like? Mm. I kind of want to pick on that question a little bit, but I, but I also want to let you off the hot seat. I also want to let you off the hot seat. If you want to share again, please let us know and we could pick this back up. I will say that, um, what? I'm sorry? She, he says something nice about her. Whoa, whoa. Oh, okay. Oh, damn. We're here. Oh, wow. Damn. Okay, we're going to come back to you. There's just too many things. We'll come back to you. Um. I'm I'm mission driven. You guys you guys see me crossing the bridge to get here and bring you guys food and do all this stuff. Some of you have traveled the world with me. Others are still traveling the world with me next week. Um I love the work that I do. I am mission driven. I love that my partner also is mission driven and her work is so important to her and we're able to pick each other's brains and kind of be best friends and kind of partners in that way. But also like it was real easy when it was like, oh, you love Spider-Man? I love Spider-Man too. Who's your favorite wrestler? Oh, snap, me too. And we go to wrestling together and stuff. Like those things are kind of like, I'm lucky to have those things. And for her to still be like, uh, it's hard to have all of the things, right? It's hard to be attracted to somebody and think that they're cute and think that, you know, all of these other things and think that they're smart and all this stuff. Uh, I, I'm lucky. How do you feel? Do you feel lucky? Yeah, very lucky. Why? Give me one example. Um, one thing I really love about my partner is that he's very dedicated to our relationship. So before I met him, I was with a different person. Wait, to make the story short, I have a restraining order against him. Okay. So we would have arguments all the time and they would stay arguments. He would never, like, he never wants to fix them. He would say... We can continue this another day. We can fix this another day. Let's just leave it at that. But with David, every time something comes up, every time there's a disagreement, he's like, no, let's talk about this. Let's talk this out. I want to make this right. So that's the first time I've like experienced that with someone that cares about me. This sounds really cool. That's really all. Awesome. Shout out to David. Shout out, shout out to David. I volunteer in Ariel because she's also in a relationship. Okay, before we leave David, I wanna make sure that we can draw the line because the tribe has spoken and you don't have to do everything the tribe says so you don't even have to do this. But last week, one of the things that we talked about was whether or not it's healthy to share social media passwords. And you and David are so cute together, you also look like you're one step away from sharing a social media. And I just wanna remind you that we had that conversation last week and the group was like, I don't think that's that great. So. I love that you guys have climbed so high, but also like evaluate every step. And why do you guys do all the things that you do? I'm so happy for you that you found a healthy relationship. Nariel, can you tell us about yours? Give us like one example of, of why this person is dope. Okay, well, like ever since I was little, 
I'd always get like made fun of for my looks and everything. And like ever since I met him, like he was like reassured me. Cause I've always been insecure, but like constant like reassurance is like it makes me feel good because he'll constantly like tell me I'm pretty. Like I've always been like overweight and like insecure about my weight, but he's always like the first person to tell me that like I'm not like fat or nothing or like that he loves me for who I am. So I guess it's like it's it's kind of surprising to hear because sometimes I don't I don't believe it still, but like he makes sure that like it's drilled in my head. That's is this is this a fair point? So I okay I definitely want to come to your question yeah, and I definitely don't want to keep taking all the oxygen. But one of the things that you brought up, I'm a big boy, right? So I'm sometimes insecure about my weight and stuff like that. But remember I was talking about how since I grew up in the 1900s, like people were different. One of the ways that people were different was there were beauty standards and it was European beauty standards. What does that mean, European beauty standards? Skinny. Skinny was one. What else? Tall. Brandon. What? Brandon. 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 Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Tall and skinny. Tall skinny. Tall skinny. He's light skinned. Right, skin. Okay, so so white. What what light else, eyes. Vanessa? Light eyes. Blonde hair. Blue eyes. Blonde, blue eyes. Right. Those, those were the things, right? So so Nario, when you talk about when you talk about insecurities, if we know if the world sends us messages, and how does the world send us messages? How does the world show us that that's what we think is beautiful? Social media. Social media, big time, or magazine covers, or all the people that are in music videos and movies, if the world keeps showing us that that's the beauty standard and we're not thin, white, blonde hair, blue eyes, it makes us insecure. That's the kind of bullshit that makes us insecure. So one of the questions I wanted to ask here before I get to your question, I promise you're, you're up next. Does anybody here actually, is there, is there men here who want to defend that? Just a vote, not even, I promise I'm not judging, but like how many of us, are like interested in a tall, skinny, like <laughs> blonde girl with blue eyes. Like, is that a thing that we're into? So, but yeah, maybe sometimes there's, maybe there's one of us. I'll take her as sometimes. Yeah, there's not a lot of majority. That is right. You, you need to door. That is that more not short. So, we we are right now ranging on, and I think this is an important message for our audience in the world. We are right now in this poll ranging on somewhere between zero and a large minority of the group who are actually interested in that. Those are the kind of things that if we don't look like that makes us insecure. In other words, everybody around the table is pretty much insecure if that's, if that's the beauty standard that we're trying to match. I can tell you that there's a lot of us here who are gonna like tall girls. There's a lot of us here who are gonna like big girls. There are a lot of us here who's gonna like darker. It's, it's, it's different. And the same thing, and the same thing for men, um, which is one of the things that I'm experiencing. What was your question? Uh, my question, it was, I wanted to talk about, more shift the conversation into single parenthood. Because yeah. I've seen a lot of, like, videos that was, like, a single mom will, of course, get helped, will look a lot better, and a lot of people, like, connect more with a single mom. When it comes to single dads, that's one of the things that I've noticed that not a lot of people care. Really? Can you tell me where, what you mean by, like, not a lot of people care about them, like, the people don't, like, acknowledge them? Yeah, like, like they don't, like... They don't acknowledge them, and the kids normally they're just they thought to have like a bad childhood because they're just with yeah. they're just the, their dad as if the dad can't be a good parent by itself. Yeah, it? yeah. Would you say that single moms are celebrated more than single dads? Definitely. Okay. So what's your question again? So my question is, have you experienced any of that? Do you have any comments on it that you like? 
Yeah, I think it's kind of like a double standard that works in both directions, because I hear what you're saying, where like a lot of people might assume like, oh, the dad's not as good a parent. And I feel like I hear that a lot, right? Like people thinking like, oh, your mom must do all that. Like a dad's not as good of a parent, which I definitely know so many people that disprove that every day. Like I know some amazing dads. Um, My fiance's dad is like the best guy ever. Um, But it is interesting because I think that part of that is that we have this assumption that women are like really like naturally like wanting to be maternal, like naturally really good moms and stuff. And that's something that ends up hurting like everyone. Right. Because it hurts the dads who want to like be really involved in their child's lives. And then it also is hurting women because like we sometimes will like force that on women a little bit more, like where we expect women to take care of kids more. So I feel like it's really unfair in either direction, honestly. Like I feel like it's weird. Sometimes I almost see it the other way. So I think it depends on the community. Cause I think in like two parent households, a lot of the time the dad will get a lot of credit for things that like the woman does all the time. Like I'll see, you know, in households that have a mom and a dad, sometimes I hear people call it babysitting when a dad takes care of the kid. Right. Like, Oh, like the mom's just taking care of the kid. That's regular, but the dad's babysitting or people will go like, Oh my gosh, like how cute. Like there's a dad with this kid at the playground, but maybe wouldn't think twice about it with a mom. So I think it's just honestly really toxic for everyone involved, right? Because it's hurting, you know, dads who want to get custody. And then it's also hurting maybe like women who like, I'm not somebody who wants kids personally. Like I really like, like what I do working in schools. Like I love having students, but I wouldn't want like kids. Um, And I feel like there's a weird expectation all the time that, you know, my fiance won't want kids and that I like must really want kids, of course, because I'm a woman. Dex. You had a follow-up to that. Oh, yeah. Um, there was a movie that explained it. It was uh, with Kevin Hart in it. That, that's an exciting. I was thinking of yeah. Oh, yeah. a movie where he was with the kid. Everyone in the movie said, oh, wow. He's a single father, so he doesn't know how to... Yeah, when he goes into the support group and he's like, no, I just want help for my baby. Like, like my baby won't stop crying. I don't know what colic is. Yeah. It's like not his fault. And then, like, it actually explains it, like, really, really was like, Yeah. I also wanted to add, I've seen a lot of people get hate, or at least a lot of male... Uh, kindergarten teachers yeah get a lot of hate for it actually being with kids yes yeah i think that's really messed up my fiance is an elementary school teacher so he teaches third grade he's like in, i mean not to be gassed on my fiance but he's incredible at it like he used to teach in houston and he won teacher of the year in houston which is like a really hard city to get that you can guess, he, guess yeah well, thanks, thanks, i will um so is that he, toy is that the is that the acronym is what the teacher of the year teacher of the year i think so yeah so he, he won that when he was in Houston. He's been teaching for like 10 years. He literally like, he teaches in his sleep. Like he will be asleep and he'll be trying to figure out like, oh, this kid's having trouble learning how to read. I need to do this differently. I need to do this differently. This is like 100% of his brain. And it really makes me sad because I think that sometimes just like there are people who assume, oh, well, of course you want to work with kids. Like, of course you must naturally want to take care of kids. There are all these people that assume like, oh, there's something wrong with him if he wants to do that. Like that maybe he has bad intentions or something. And I just think it's kind of like what you were saying about double standards. I think it ends up really hurting everyone because it pushes some people into things they don't want to do. And then you have all these guys who like they're, I forget what the statistic is, but a lot of the men who go into elementary education in college, like when they're studying it, they drop out. And it's not because they're not interested. It's because they're getting that kind of pushback where, oh, if you want to be around kids at all, something's wrong with you or like you're a bad person. And I think that's really messed up. Those things scare the hell out of me because... There's assumptions that are made, right? There's statistics and stuff. And I understand. I saw, I saw one time an organization, I think it was the organization that talked to us last week, people from the Rhode Island Coalition Against Domestic Violence. I saw they were leading a training with police officers. 
And in this training, they were advising the police officers that if there's a domestic dispute, and even if it's all calm and chill and blah, 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 you should separate them and you should probably take one away. And if you're going to take one away, you should take the man because the man is more likely in that scenario to be the aggressor. Now, I understand the logic, right? Like, we understand the logic, but also, like, that's an arrest and you're arresting the man for just having a, a domestic dispute, right? Like, we're not even talking, like, we're talking about any domestic dispute. We're talking about an argument or anything like that. And it really made me think, I don't know, maybe this is because I'm Latino, right? But, like, I've seen a lot of situations where, where the men are not the aggressors, right? Like, because yeah. um, I've seen a lot of households where, where the woman will go at a man. Now, again, I understand the logic and I understand the statistics. I understand the data, but it also scares me about being in that situation ever being in a situation ever where I'm in a dispute and then police come and take me away because I'm a man. And same thing with your scenario as a dad. I know that the, my, my son's mother said these words to me. She says the courts always side with the mom. They do. No, that's my stuff. It's scary as shit. What a terrible assumption. I'm a way better parent. I'm saying that on the air about a person who I respect. I respect this person. I'm a way better parent. And that's such a shitty like assumption. I understand the statistics. I understand the data. I understand why people think that way. But man, those assumptions. And you weren't off base, by the way, when you said yeah. this might be irrelevant. This is actually what we're talking about today. Go ahead. Follow up. And there's also um, a lot of courts that don't even listen to the kids either. They just yeah. think the mom's side. That's really true. I think that's really messed up. Like, I think it's sad because I feel like both with parenting cases and also like I have so many students who after a class will come up to me and be like, hey, I didn't you know, I wasn't realizing it. But the more we're talking about this, I think I'm in an abusive relationship or I think my partner is abusive. I get a lot of guys saying that I get a lot of guys who are describing things to me and going like, oh, I know I'm a guy. I know it doesn't count. And I'm thinking, yes, it absolutely does. I've heard really rough situations that guys are in where sometimes they're being abused by other guys, sometimes by women. And there's this mentality like, oh, we don't like, I think even, do you guys, you guys are way too young for this. I'm about to feel old as hell. Do you guys know who Mary Kay Letourneau is? <laughs> I don't, I don't. We were right about oh, okay. So, I'm from the 1900s. There we go. All right. I'm just going to own being old as hell. It's all right. So Mary Kay Letourneau was um, a teacher like years and years ago. There's a Netflix movie that's kind of about her right now. Um, she was a teacher who, um, when she was in her mid-30s, she started dating one of her sixth grade students. And yeah, correct face that it was nasty. And so it was really messed up, though, because she was grooming him. And you guys know what that is, right? Yeah. yeah. So she's grooming him. She's like telling him all this stuff about, you know, nobody else gets you. I'm the only one who gets you all this stuff. And the public response to that was that everyone was like rooting for this kid. Like and not in a good way. Like there were bars in the Seattle area where this happened, where they were putting his picture up with a bunch of like trophies and calling it like a hot for teacher theme night. And I'm like, if we switch that around, if it was a guy teacher and a girl sixth grader, that would not be anyone's response at all. But there's this attitude like, oh, even if this is like a 10 year old boy, we're going to treat him like he's a full grown ass man. Right. And he's a man who's supposed to like, like, of course, he wants to have sex with this woman. And it's really like such a double standard that it uh, basically I mean, she went to prison and everything. But socially speaking, that was that was still just like considered OK. And people were saying, oh, good for him. I don't I, I want to make very clear. We're not letting men off the hook. Um, women are dying disproportionately in greater amounts for than, sure. than men like disproportionately like it's not even close um steambox had somebody that we lost recently 
and uh, the name of your organization. Your organization is named after uh, somebody who died in a scenario like this. So we're not saying that this is without reason, but we're talking specifically in this moment about some of the assumptions that come around with that too while we're talking about gender inequities. What's your question for Libby? Um, what are your thoughts about... Say, can you say it louder, please? What are your thoughts on pink text? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. So for anybody who doesn't know, um, a pink tax is the fact that if you look at any product that is made specifically for women, um, depending on the product, it can be an average of like, you know, 50 cents on the dollar more to like several, like dozens of dollars more. Like if you look at, for example, the difference between men and women's shampoo, if, it's a, sh if a shampoo is marketed towards women, on average, it's going to be like $2.99 more than a shampoo marketed towards men. Um, and I think that's really at the end of the day, because a lot of people decided similarly to the fact that we don't tax things in most states that are considered essential, right? Your rent doesn't get taxed. You just pay your rent. Um, your like, groceries don't have tax in most places. You just get your groceries. Um, tampons and pads are considered non-essential in over 21 states. So they get taxed as though they're something you don't need, even though without them, you like basically couldn't leave your house on your period. So pink tax, I think, is a really nasty extension of that where you know people might realize oh you know i think that i can get women to spend more if i reinforce this beauty standard because at the end of the day not too many differences between a men's razor and a woman's razor but we're supposed to think that there are and we're supposed to be like oh no like this i need to spend the money on this or i'm going to be ugly or something like that so it kind of goes back to what everyone was saying about the beauty standards can anybody tell me why that would be different if it was products for a man it would be it would probably it would be probably <laughs> Same thing, yeah. To be honest, with Vlaupeer, oh, sorry. Uh, to be honest with Joinder, he, I don't know how to pronounce this. Oh, they were the disparity, disparity, equality. That would, gender equality. Yeah, gotcha. I don't fully have a question, but I was listening the entire time about all uh, the differences and the troubles that women and men both built in separately, mm -hmm. and how both of them like all have different types of problems. Like the uh, single father issues, or like the issues with the uh, female teacher. Yeah, yeah. But I don't really have a question about it at all. Have you ever seen it? No, to be honest, uh, I haven't grown up around it. I haven't been through it. I have no questions. I have no questions. Have you ever seen racism? Absolutely. Everywhere, <laughs> everyone at this table, absolutely. Other than like the girls, Words. you're the worst Two. one. And three, so I'm, like, let me ask, point at yourself. Hold let on. me ask a question. Let me ask. All right, all right. Would you would you identify as black? Absolutely. Okay, so I'm asking, and I swear this is sincere. I, you know, I'm trying to ask in fairness. Is it possible that the reason you see racism examples is because you are not in the majority? You're in the minority in that set. Right. You're you are less powerful than than white groups. So you feel it more. Whereas when it comes to gender as a man. It's stuff that you might see less because you're in the power group. You're not in the group that's being taken advantage of or being discriminated against or having to pay more tax or getting paid less than your partners. Is it possible? My question for you is, is it possible that as a man, you just see it less. It could be a possibility, though. I'm like, I'm not racist. I just, it's just jokes. So it's all just laughter and it's all just jokes. It's same with those two, but I think I'm the, 
with the jokes, I'm pretty much the worst of the out of us three. <laughs> but it's just all out of jokes. But out of the gender e the thingy, uh, thank you. I don't really see it. Uh, it could be possible that because I'm a guy, but I don't fully, I don't fully see it. Does anybody else think maybe because he's a guy, he sees it less? I feel like it's kind of even helpful to think about. I actually notice sometimes a lot of like similarities and they're very, very different things. But I feel like there's sometimes similarities in like the mentality with something that gets said that's really racist or done that's really racist and something that gets said that's really sexist. Like, I feel like as a society, like women talk a lot about like, oh, I don't want like men on the street that I don't know to tell me to smile. Right. Like, have you guys heard that before? Like, we don't want that. And the reason we don't want that is because it's unearned intimacy. Like, I don't want some random guy to come up to me and decide, oh, we're really close now for the both of us. Like, I didn't get to weigh in on that decision. Unearned intimacy. Right. But then at the same time, I used to work at Bath and Body Works and some of those people were a little bit toxic or a lot of bit toxic. And there was a girl who had locks there. And there was this white girl who used to come up to her all the time and touch her hair without asking and be like, oh, girl, I love your hair. Like, who didn't even know her from no anyone else. And to me, that's the same thing. That's unearned intimacy. That's I expect that I can come up to you and treat you like we're really close and I can have access to you, even though I don't know you. And I think that in that case, it was because she's like, oh, I've never seen hair like yours. So she was being like really racist. And I feel like it's kind of a similar thing. Like people might look at that and be like, oh, if I feel like I have power, even if I'm not thinking of it that way, but if like society is telling me that I have power, I get to feel entitled to wanting intimacy from you and I get to just decide it for both of us. I, I think that's really important. I'm so happy that you shared that. I'm so happy that you shared that because I think that's one of those things where when you start to see it, you really start to see it. And that's when you can help try to make changes. Not big global changes. We're not probably going to change the world, but we might be able to make some changes with us and in or around our lives. Uh, what's your question on gender differences? Um, I was going to ask, what do you think the problems are? What do you think are problems that women face that men don't and vice versa? Yeah, I think it's funny because they're often rooted in the same thing. Like at the end of the day, I think it gets portrayed as like a versus thing. Like who has it worse? Do men have it worse or do women have it worse? And really, it's all rooted in the same stuff. So like the fact that, for example, guys get roasted for crying, right? Like guys are like constantly told like you can't express any emotion. Can I actually? Yeah, 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 please. Um, the reason why, because, well, this is actually something I did rope on. Yeah. Uh, Men usually get treated that way for crying because the women usually see men cry as, you know, making it seem like the men are useless cool. and, you know, aren't male enough to yeah. stop crying. And when they cry, they look at them like they're pretty much like nothing. Yeah, so I think you're right. Like looking at them like they're nothing. What I've also heard in addition to nothing is looking at them like they're a girl. Like, have you guys ever been, like, called something like that that is, like, implying that you're a girl if you're fine? Like, uh, yeah, being called a B-word. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Like, you're a little B-word or whatever. Like, we've heard that before. And I think that this is what's interesting about it, right, is that women are, like, expected to be emotional to the point where we, like, write off things they're saying as, like, oh, you're just emotional. And then men are, like, really treated with a lot of cruelty when they're crying, I feel like, or at least what I've seen. Like, I feel like people are really minimizing it. They're, like, suck it up. And I feel like it's rooted in the same thing. We're saying the same thing. We're saying crying makes you like a girl and being a girl is bad, right? Like, and that's the problem with it is that we treat a lot of things that we consider feminine as bad, but we also use that to hurt men really badly. So again, similarly, like guys get made fun of for like liking anything that's girly sometimes, right? Or that we perceive as girly. 
that's saying being a girl is bad, but it's also used as a weapon to hurt guys like all the time. There's so many, that was a great example to your question. And then there's countries where they are just now allowing women to drive, right? Like that's, that's wild, but that's, the, that's our world. That's not like, like, that's our world. You and I have traveled that far in this world. That's our world within those spaces. That's what it's like. But there's a lot of gender differences. Thank you for that question. Has anybody, has anybody ever felt that way at home where have any of the boys felt like they are not allowed to cry or please don't let me cry? You felt that way. Uh, I have felt that way. You felt that way. Has have any of our have any of our um, have any of our girls felt like it's totally OK for me to cry? Oh, I cry all the time. No, no. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> no, listen, listen. Right. So when I was little, I would just not cry at all because it was like, oh, stop crying. And when I breathe, oh, you're like your sister. Your yeah. <laughs> that your too. sister cries over everything. She does cry over everything. But, like, not until recently have I actually just cried when I wanted to. <laughs> but it's, like, weird. Is it good weird, or do you, like, not like it when you cry? If that's um, not too I mean, now I don't care. But when I was, like, younger, I would just not. I would just pinch myself and make sure I don't cry. Thank you for your question. That was a really good question. What's your question? Uh, do you really believe a relationship is 50-50? I think I'm big on, like, equity over equality in relationships if that makes sense so like for and for anyone who doesn't know that and sorry if i'm like explaining something that y'all do know um equality is like fully 50 50 equity is like you get what you need that day so like if my fiance and i come home and he had like the most awful day on the face of the planet and i was just chilling like working from home like i didn't have that bad of a day um i don't need us to do 50 50 at that point right because i might have more to give so that might be a night where i'm like oh no i've got dinner you're so good like go sit down for a little bit because that in my mind is people getting what they need and not always just 50 50 even if one person's fine and one person's like really going through it um so i think that like equity in a relationship looks different for everybody right because everybody has different things that they need i think it's more are you putting in the same like not the same amount in the sense of like i'm gonna do half the dishes and you do half the dishes but like are you putting it like if I have a really bad day, my 100% is not going to look like someone else's 100%, right? Like if I have a really bad day, my 100% might be a lot lower, but it's still like 100%. So I think it's more, are you putting in the same amount of like time and energy and thoughtfulness? Are you getting the same respect? Are you getting the same trust? Are you getting the same privacy? Like that's more what I'm thinking about, but I don't think it always has to be 50-50. I think it has to be like equitable. Can you tell me the first thing that you are looking for if you ever venture into a relationship, what's the most important thing that you need in a relationship? I mean, trust is like, you know, a basic go-to, so I say trust. Cause like, I always hear about relationships where people like get jealous. Why are you with her, that person them? Like, if you're gonna get jealous, you know, if you don't trust them enough to like be with other friends of the opposite gender. So I feel like trust, yeah. Okay. All right, thanks. I want to have a whole other podcast where we can open up and talk about trust specifically and what that looks. Because when we say words like respect and trust, if we all said, like, defined it, it would be probably different for a bunch of us. Joseph. Yes. Not, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I kind of liked out on one. Okay. I'll come back to you or let me know if you let me know if you're ready and I'll come back to you. I just want to say, Joseph, while we're on the topic, um, I know you just blanked out just now, 
But for the past couple of weeks, you've been on fire, which has kind of blown my mind because you come out of nowhere and you've been like MVP. You were really dope last week. You had a really dope week. So thank you. Uh, what's your question? Um, is there like a gender difference that like really makes you mad? Like just to think about, um, you know, there's a couple that make me mad. And then there's a couple I almost think are funny. Um, and so I guess I'm going to give you one of each. Sometimes the beauty standards to me are a little bit funny just because they don't resonate with me. And I think that this is something I am into like fitness stuff a lot. And so something that I notice a lot is like, if I go to the gym, because I do like boxing and stuff, if I go to the gym, if I take a boxing class that's designed for women, the assumption is that I want to lose weight. And actually, I am someone who like for me, I'm very big on like for me, fat is not a bad word. And that's like how I want my body to look like I would prefer to be perceived as fat. I think I look better that way. I lost a bunch of weight once when I was sick and it was like not a good look for me. It doesn't like go with me as a person. Um, so I like I would prefer to be like if someone was describing my body, my ideal would be like fat. So if someone's saying that to me, to me, that's like not an insult for me because that's how I want to look. And so I don't want to lose weight and I don't have like a medical reason to lose weight right now. Like I don't have high blood pressure or anything like that. Mine actually trends pretty low. So if I go to a workout class, I feel like I have to do like literal gymnastics to get someone to shake that assumption because everyone goes in there. They assume I want to lose weight. And if I say, no, I'm focused on like strength training right now, everyone's looking at me like, oh, you're going to bulk up. And then you're going to look like a man. Like, why do you want to do that? And so I think that one's more funny to me. One that makes me mad is the difference in medical care, I think makes me mad. Um, there's a lot of pain bias as far as like if you go into the ER as a woman, if you have. OK, so let's say you have coronary bypass surgery um, as a woman, you are 70 percent less likely to get pain medication for that surgery than a man would. Um, and when they give women like when they treat pain in women, it's more often that they'll give you sedatives, which are just things that are going to like make you feel less anxious as opposed to like actual medicine that will treat the pain that you have. And a lot of that's rooted in the idea that like, oh, women are emotional, so we don't have to worry about it. So even things like if you have symptoms of a heart attack, you'll get seen like upwards of 20 minutes later as a woman than you will as a man. The pain bias stuff bothers me because I know people who've kind of like, to be honest, I know some people who died from that. Like I know some people who have died because doctors didn't take them seriously or they assumed that the woman was just having anxiety or being emotional when they had symptoms of stuff that were clearly other medical things. That oh. makes me mad. Yeah, I can actually add on that. Yeah. One more years, and I'm on that car accident. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was awkward. Uh, so when she was in the hospital, she doesn't really like her. So the uh, hospital literally gave her sedatives to, like, calm her down. And to, uh, uh, not really to give her painkillers. They just try to calm her down to, you know, like, do, to, uh, you know, just to pretty much calm her down and, you know, do what they needed to do. Yeah. But they really didn't take her serious and she doesn't like Oh, that's really upsetting. I'm so sorry. That sounds awful. So I love that question. It's right on the nose. Can we can we pose that to the table? Um, I know we're supposed to be wrapping up, but I'd love to hear from you guys. When we're talking about uh, gender differences and what are some gender differences that make you mad? What are some gender differences that make you mad? I get really mad about, like, the crying one about, like, men not being able to cry because, like, I, like, my little brother, I know, like, he's, like, a really emotional person, but he won't, like, cry in front of me. Like, we'll talk, but as soon as he feels like he's going to cry, like, he, don't, he doesn't cry. Or, like, this weekend, me and my boyfriend were having, like, a, a talk, and it was, like, really emotional, and I was, like, being, like, really emotional, I was, like, sobbing in front of him. But the second I was, like, asking about how he felt, he was just, like, ignoring it. He was, like, no, I'm fine. 
But I know he wasn't fine because a few minutes later, he wanted to talk about something, but he was like, I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to cry. And he didn't want to show his emotions. And I kind of felt like he didn't want to tell me because he didn't trust me because he was telling me that he trusted me, but he was more like embarrassed that like he would cry and like that I wouldn't feel like he was a man anymore. Yeah. And it bothers And that bothers you. Would you cry in front of him? Yeah, I have. Like, maybe like five times before we started dating, too. Any other, any other gender differences? That, it was wild when somebody responded to that and said, and they brought it back to caveman days, right? Like, I'd be a terrible hunter, right? Like, if I was exposed as somebody who cries, that would mean that I'm not good as, like, a companion. That was really interesting. What's the gender difference that you hate? Well, like, it's kind of like, um, what's it called? It's house chores? Like, tongues old work, health, housework, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, the cooking, cleaning, washing, clothes, things like that. I'm not up for it, so. Yeah. yeah. I don't really like doing chores. You, you don't like doing any chores. Now, okay, so you get with a partner, and your partner's like, okay, I'm going to cook, but can you do something? Can you take out yeah. the trash? I'll do it because it's a necessity, but I don't like it. I don't want to do all of it, so. Okay. All right. But, yeah, the fact that that falls... A lot of the housework normally falls on women. That's the gender disparity that you hate. Does anybody else have anyone? I wish Keith was here. Go ahead. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, he'd be able to tell you all day. I'm not sure it's a gender, like, I feel like it's more like a gender stereotype. Yep. But body hair. Yeah. Everyone is always like, That's oh, a great point. Yeah. You should shave your legs. That's gross. You should shave your armpits. I hate shaving. It takes forever. Yeah. No, I for sure. I would go to the beach without shaving if I could, but I know people are going to look at me great. We've got people in the room comparing uh, their body hair <laughs> right now. Are there any men at the table who maybe they'd be put a little bit off if their girlfriend had hairy armpits? Honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I, dated, <laughs> I dated a girl who didn't shave her armpits once, and that didn't bother me at all. I was like, that's all there. I want to say no, but uh, this is silly. Yeah. I'm. I really, I really appreciate your honesty because it seems like it seems like we're demonizing your answer of yes, but I, I don't think we are. I think what we're saying is this is the way that the culture is right now. This is the way that we were born into and raised up, and maybe some of those things should be changed. Although, one step at a time. You don't want your partners to have hairy armpits right now. I understand. I'm yeah, not my kid will be fine with it though. All right. <laughs> what, did, what were you saying a moment ago, Vanessa? Oh, no, that same. Like, <laughs> like I hate, I hate having, like, hair on my armpits. This is Earl and, like, like, thank you. <laughs> That's it. That was all. <laughs> so there's so much more. There's so much more I want to get into. Uh, in February, we only meet for a few weeks to talk about Mangupa and Salami. One of the things that I think was not represented today was I have... Uh, this was a moment ago, you mentioned I dated a girl before who. One of the things that I don't think was represented or gets lost in a gender differences conversation is I have, I have students who are trans. I have students who are gay and haven't come out of the closet yet. I have students who um, fit so many other categories. And I just, I would love an op- I would love to keep this forum going so we could have all of those conversations that justify everybody. Libby, before you go, can you please tell us where we can find out more about KBEP? And please tell us, what's your favorite thing about working with Katie Brown Educational Program? 
Um, you can find out more about KBAP if you go to Instagram, the underscore KBUP, which is kind of our handle on really everything. We're on Facebook as well. Um, my favorite thing, I think, is I really, really like being able to have conversations with people instead of just like passively giving them information. Like, I feel like if I they always want people to do like assemblies. And if I go to an assembly and I'm talking to people, that's like one way I don't get to hear where people are at. I don't get to hear what kind of actual questions they have um, in a classroom where we do things discussion based. People will sometimes like I have students tell me about their relationships and kind of like what they need specifically, what questions they actually have. I really, really like that. I feel like I've had really good conversations with my students this year and my students are awesome. So that. I feel like this was a, a pretty nice conversation. I think I learned a lot about uh, many of you today. So thank you uh, everybody for listening in to our weird ass podcasts about uh, love and relationships. This has been another Mangukon Salami special with the Warriors from Central Falls. Warriors from Central Falls, please say peace out to the world. Peace out. Thank you, Libby. 